Welcome to Brand Chats. I'm Darby, a brand strategist and content marketer, passionate about turning great businesses into irresistible brands. Each week, we chat about a different element of what makes a standout brand, speaking with industry experts and small business owners who have built a brand that they love and one that their audience loves too. Let's get into today's chat. So today I'm excited to be chatting with the wonderful Remy Audette, who is an agency owner and former corporate SEO specialist as the founder of Sunday Best Digital, one of Australia's few female-led SEO agencies. She has established a reputation for delivering effective brand building, SEO and strategic marketing solutions to her clients. Now, I love Remy's approach of brand-led and people-first SEO because I know the industry is crowded with a lot of spammy type agencies, which I'm sure many of my listeners have come across as well. So we talk about the importance of brand building and brand strategy, especially in the world of AI and chat GPT, which is a buzzword this year. A lot of business owners are trying to get their head around how they're going to use AI to continue to run and market their business. So we talk about ways that you can leverage these tools to run and market your business, but also the dangers that you should be aware of and how important it is for you to be staying true to your brand strategy and building a brand from the heart that really speaks to what your customers need and want to hear rather than simply relying on AI tools to grow your business. So lots to chat about in this episode. Let's get into it. Welcome to Brand Chats, Remy. Thank you so much for having me. So do you want to start by telling us a little bit more about your business and your brand story and how it all began and what has led you to where you are today? Yeah, so I studied communications at uni and then um, I actually ended up becoming a vet nurse for a few years, which is a complete uh, 180. Um, But then I started moving back into marketing and I got a job as a marketing coordinator at an an online lighting company. It was a small family business. Um, And then I actually moved to an SEO agency. So that was the first time I kind of got to learn about SEO and and work with, um, you know, lots of different businesses with their content. Um, but six months after I joined, they got bought out by another agency and I was made redundant. So mm. I was devastated. Mm. Um, I think anyone who's gotten made redundant knows that, you know, you feel like it's your fault, even though it has nothing to do with you. Um, so I kind of had the mentality of, I can't rely on anyone to give me a job. So I'm going to, you know, make my own. And I started freelancing. Um, Three months into freelancing, though, I ended up getting a job as an SEO copywriter at Officeworks for two days a week. And then I also worked in their brand team two days a week. Um, So I was there four days and then eventually they made me full time and I moved into the SEO lead role. And I was the only person managing the SEO for Officeworks, uh, which was a very interesting experience for me. Um, And then I moved across to Kmart um, because they'd never had SEO in-house before and I was their um, SEO content person. So I worked with the marketing team on their marketing campaigns um, and helped the customer experience team with their web content. Um, And I was freelancing this whole time on the side. You know, it was very difficult. I would do it before work, after work, during my lunch breaks and and um, and then, you know, obviously COVID hit and I started getting more and more inquiries to the point where I couldn't 
manage both. And I sort of made the decision after chatting with my um, husband, who was back then my boyfriend, and he was like, you just need to go for it, otherwise you'll never know. And that's exactly what I did. I um, I resigned. I took a six-month contract role at Telstra um, just to transition out. And then I finished up at Telstra, got married two days later. And then when I came back from my honeymoon, I was full-time into, um, into, I guess, freelancing, except I decided to turn my business into an agency instead. So that's how Sunday Best Digital was born. Oh, my God. You've done a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Working for you know, some of Australia's biggest brands, freelancing for small businesses as well, and then now agency. So, yeah, you've done it all. And vet nurse at the start. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm curious to know your agency is now called Sunday Best Digital. So is there a name behind, a story behind the name? Um, Not really. I mean, I always wanted to have a a cool name. Like I always loved those agencies with the sort of one liner name, um, like the Royals or um, Charm Offensive Tease. That's another um, brand that had a really cool name. And I wanted something where I didn't have to have agency or SEO or um, anything like that attached. And mm. so, so many different names um, came across my sort of desk and I was writing everything down and people were suggesting things to me. And then one day I was speaking to a designer friend of mine and she was like, she said something about Sunday crossword. And then for some reason, I just instantly thought of Sunday best. And I'm like, well, that's like a, an idiom. It's, you can say it on its own. You can add digital to it. And then when I thought about it more, I thought that that's really what I'm helping businesses do. I'm helping them show up in their Sunday best um, and so the name stuck. Love it. And I know now that you do Sunday sessions and it's kind of all evolved with the name Sunday. So I love that. Yeah. yeah, Yep. <laughs> awesome. So I love that you describe your approach as a holistic brand led people first approach to SEO. So do you want to tell me a little bit more about what that actually means? So traditionally SEO has been very, um, kind of algorithmic and mathematical, and it has been Um, used by agencies and specialists to get better business outcomes um, for businesses, which, you know, is what all marketing should do. Mm. However, the customer has been sacrificed through this. So even though Google makes these algorithm updates where, you know, at the start it was very much like the Wild West, like people would do anything just to try and get their website to the top of Mm. Google. Um, And even though Google's changed it now to try and be a bit more customer centric because we're Google's customers and they want to give us a good experience, I still find there's a lot of SEO specialists that continue to do this sort of um, purely for Google type of work um, for businesses and they don't think about their customers. And so when I refer to um, sort of brand led and people first approach to SEO, it means that I really prioritize building a strong brand presence and delivering valuable experiences to users, which is done through SEO so that you don't have to choose between whether, you know, you do good SEO or you build your brand, you can actually do both. So, Mm. you know, trying to understand the needs of the target audience, what we can do to help them come back, what we can do to stick in their minds rather than just short-term, you know, getting a sale or getting an inquiry. Mm. 
Yeah, and I think from what I've seen of the SEO industry, it has been quite spammy. Like I sometimes get emails from big agencies being like, we can get you to number one. And it seems like so old school (laughs) compared to your approach and what I love with what you do being brand-led and people first because, yeah, you're not really going to get customers if you are spammy like that. (laughs) Exactly. And I think one of the biggest um, benefits of brand-led SEO is that, you can do something and then the results continue to, you know, you get the payoff for a long time. Whereas with sort of a lot of SEO actions, you're aiming for short-term results and mm. we don't want that. We want to make the best use of our time and your budget. So doing something that you know will have a positive effect on a customer and help build their brand up in build your brand up in their mind um, means that, you know, they'll tell their friends, they'll tell you know, people at work, they'll keep coming back because you've given them that great experience. Yes, definitely a long-term approach to like nurturing a loyal community as well. And I guess, you know, linking back to brand strategy side of things, building your brand strategy and then being able to use SEO to help actually communicate that and reach the right customers and bring them back to your website, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So, Today, I also want to talk about one of the most trending topics of 2023, which is AI. So firstly, love to hear your insights into how AI and tools such as Jack, tools such as chat GPT, it's such a tongue twister. It's not like Google, like Google just rolls off the tongue, chat GPT. (laughs) Um, So I'd love to hear how you think AI tools are rapidly changing the way we run and market our businesses. Yeah, so I feel like ChatGPT has kind of become the great equaliser. So, I mean, there are a lot of, um, I'm very lucky because I started as an SEO copywriter. So I already had a lot of writing skills when I started my Mm. business. And I imagine that if you are a business owner who's not that confident at writing, it can be quite daunting um, and you might not be producing the best content. But I feel like ChatGPT has allowed a lot of business owners to, Um, improve their content, improve their writing and just start somewhere and kind of act like an assistant. Um, Mm. And I mean, that's what, if you think about what, you know, some of the first forays into AI was like, you know, all the virtualists, the voice assistants like um, Siri and Alexa, um, they are assistants. So ChatGPT has sort of become like one of the gang um, in a lot of businesses. Um, it's also really helped um, with research and things that may usually take a lot of time um, on Google trying to find. You can input it into ChatGPT and it spits it out for you. Mm-hmm. So it's helping businesses save a lot of time. I know that in my agency, it has completely transformed some of our processes and made them a hundred times quicker. Um, so I think those are some of the ways that it has completely changed the way, um, that we've run our business. Mm. Yeah. It is amazing to explore what you can do with it. And sometimes it takes a while to invest time in learning how to use it. And I know it's just going to continue to grow and evolve and just keeping up with it as a business owner is going to be really important because it could save a lot of time in a lot of areas of business, which is awesome. Yeah. But what elements do you think of running a small business can be helpful with using AI and what 
could be hurtful as well because I know there are pros and cons. <laughs> so I'll start with the some of the negatives. So when ChatGPT first came about, a lot of business owners rushed in to use it and start pumping out content. Now, if you've ever used ChatGPT to help you write something, you'll know that it pretty much has the sort of skills of, I like to say, a year 10 student. So you're learning all that <laughs> typical English sort of, you know, basic copywriting and there's no creativity, there's no flair, and it's certainly difficult to get your brand voice injected. Even if you're really good at briefing, I still find that it can be off um, a long a long way off. So mm-hmm. um, I think businesses need to be careful that when they are creating content, they are infusing it with their brand voice and using it as a starting point, not as the end point. So you can generate content, but you really are going to have to go through it with a fine tooth comb because it's probably not going to sound like you and it's not going to, um, it might not even be accurate as well. I think that's another thing people don't realize mm. is that it does, there is a margin of error and Google is getting really um, serious about only showing information that is factually correct. So you're going to really have to look through your content and make sure that it's not spitting out something that isn't true. Um, and I mean, the great thing about it is that it is an equalizer. So businesses who may not have had the budget to hire copywriters can now get help with their writing. Mm. But because of this, it's going to be even more important to um, have a strong brand presence because if everyone can pump out content, what's going to make yours different from someone else's? Mm. Um, so that's something they'll really need to think about. So I think definitely for anyone marketing their business, there's a couple of different ways you can use ChatGPT. Um, generating ideas is the best one. I mean, it's a great kickoff point. I'm the type of person who needs someone to start the conversation and then that's when my ideas start flowing. And I think that's the hardest thing from going from corporate to a small business where, you know, I work remotely. I don't have a team around me, you know, in an office. So when I need to sort of bounce ideas off someone, I have someone to do that now. Mm. Um, And then also doing really good customer research, finding pain points, um, specifically for SEO as well. It can really help you write um, title tags and meta descriptions, which are the text that displays on Google. So um, you can brief it in and it can help with that. Um, And then blog content ideas based on those customer pain points. I mean, there really is endless opportunity um, for businesses when it comes to chat GBT and AI. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite freaky, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So coming back to SEO as well, people who are writing blog posts with chat GPT, for example, is that hurting their SEO? Like is Google picking up on the fact that people are using chat GPT and is that going to hurt businesses moving forward when they're creating content just by simply plugging it into AI or do you think they are not catching on to that yet? (laughs) So Google used to sort of be against AI generated content um, because of the, how much the landscape has changed. They have actually updated their guidelines to say you can use AI generated content 
However, it still has to be helpful. So they released a helpful content update at the end of last year, which basically focused on making sure that the content businesses um, or websites were producing were relevant, accurate, they weren't spammy, um, they were well-written and high quality. Mm. So you're going to need to make sure that there are no spelling mistakes, there are no factual errors, um, and that's where injecting your brand personality into your content is going to help differentiate you because if anyone can pump out articles, why would Google choose your article to show instead of someone else's if they're exactly the same? Mm-hmm. So Google doesn't penalize AI content anymore unless it is spammy and super generic, which is why it's so important that once you, if you do get ChatGPT to write a blog or some content for you that you go back and um, edit it heavily. And there are lots of tools you can use actually um, where you can add your copy into the tool and it'll tell you if it sounds human written or AI generated. Um, Yeah, that's really helpful, um, I think, for businesses who are relying heavily on ChatGPT. Yeah, interesting. I kind of assumed that people would be penalised for it, but (laughs) good to know that they're not. And, yeah, I think it just comes back to, you know, using it to create even the backbone of content and then being able to go in and clean it up, put your brand voice in there and make sure it's all correct because I've definitely seen a lot of incorrect answers going through, which (laughs) will improve over time, but so important that people are actually being intentional with their content and not just copy-pasting it and making sure it all aligns to the brand strategy. So, um, and I guess there are other AI tools out there aside from chat GPT, like I use Grammarly to help yep. with my spelling and grammar. So yep. that's a good one. And there's other things that, like you said, you know, making sure it's it sounds human. There are other things that you can use after chat GPT to make sure that it's all working for you and, you know, looks correct and feels like you as well. So how do you think this all feeds into brand strategy and why do you think brand building is more important than ever in the world of AI? Like I said, because everyone can use AI tools, it's going to be really important to differentiate your brand because there's nothing stopping someone from creating the same content from you if you're purely relying heavily on AI. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also helps to establish an emotional connection because if there's one thing that AI isn't, it's human. (laughs) Humans, I think in this world, we're craving more human connection now than ever because everything is so automated and Mm. focusing on your brand strategy will help you stand out in a crowded market and emphasize your distinct value propositions, your personality and values, which is really a lot of the time why people will buy from someone. You know, what's, I think there was this great, um, posts going around that's like the only difference between the water you buy at the airport and the water you buy at Coles is the environment. So mm. the brand and, you know, where you position it as well is going to determine, you know, whether someone buys from you or not, you know, the prices that you charge, the customers that you attract. Um, so I think brand strategy is really going to be important now that everyone is using AI. And also because trust and credibility is really important. And, you know, you want to know that there's a um, human behind the brand 
And so mm-hmm. if, if a brand is going too much into the, the AI route and relying heavily on it, you can't see the human behind it and humans buy from humans. So yeah. um, we want to be able to see who we're buying from. We want to trust them and build a relationship with them. And it's really difficult to do that um, with an AI sort of robot if that's mm. part of your business. Yeah. And I think, you know, the last couple of years, a lot of people have been talking about, you know, creating a human brands where you feel like you're talking to someone and it's got a heart and a soul and and everything. But then with AI, people are kind of losing touch with that and the importance of it a little bit. But I guess it's about, you know, staying true to a brand strategy and creating that really humanized brand using AI in the back end, but it not being obvious for your customers, if that makes sense. So trying to use it to streamline the way that you do things behind the scenes, but then still being able to infuse that brand personality and the strategy behind everything that you're doing on the front end. Absolutely. Using it as sort of your, like a little assistant and letting it help you with the back end, but ensuring that everything that's sort of customer facing is very um, brand focused. Yeah. And I think with people getting carried away with AI, a lot of businesses might lose that. So, so important for people to be really staying true to their brand, why they started it, connecting with their customers and then marketing it in all the right ways, not becoming a robot. (laughs) A question I ask all of my guests, what are your favorite brands at the moment? Any classic favorites or up and coming brands that you're loving? I am loving a lot of the new brands that are coming out. So Ultraviolet is probably one of my favorite brands. I That's the sunscreen brand. I love their branding. I love their web design. I love their personality. I've listened to um, the founders talk on a couple of different podcasts and um, they're very focused on their brand. And um, yeah, I just think it's one of the best, best ones I've seen recently. And Sticking with sort of the beauty theme, I think that anything Mecca does is just amazing. They, they've got such a strong brand presence. They've really become a part of every everyone's lives. You know, it's so ingrained in our minds now of, you know, if you don't know what to get someone, you go to Mecca, you know, thinking about how joyful the experience of um, going there is and how great their website is, their brand colors, even their marketing and how um, they're quite diverse. Whereas I think growing up, a lot of brands were very, um, you know, singular in who they had representing them, whereas Mecca is quite, um, quite diverse. And so I think those are probably the two that stand out to me the most. I love, I love both of them and everything that they do. Yeah. Yeah, I love Mecca. I think they've done really well because they're, you know, they're working on behalf of so many other beauty brands, but they have they are still creating like an amazing brand within themselves as well. And everyone knows Mecca. Every time you go to Chadston, it's flooded with people shopping at Mecca and even the cute little bags that you walk away with at the end, like the prints and the design on everything. They, yeah, it's very clear that they have well thought out their customer experience from like all the way from first finding out about them on Google to yeah, walking out of the shop. So yeah, yeah, big fan. Yeah. (laughs) So do you want to tell us what's coming up for you and your business and where we can find you? 
Yeah. So if you want to find me, you can visit uh, my website, www.sundaybestdigital.com.au. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn as Remy Audette or Instagram, Sunday Best Digital. Um, and what's coming up? I mean, I don't have any sort of um, necessary releases or anything, but I am just slowly changing my services. I'm going to be making sure that I have services for smaller businesses and then services for bigger businesses. Um, and just also really trying to lean into brand building SEO, because I think there's not enough SEO agencies out there that really focus on um, brand strategy along with SEO strategy. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that all of the services I offer are, um, you know, aligned with what, how I want to help businesses and making sure that I'm always taking other brands into account when working for them. Um, that's what I'm going to be doing in the next couple of months. And um, yeah, looking forward to just continuing to grow. And it's, it's, I'm now in my second year. So I think this second um, financial year is going to be um, a big growth period for me. So I think that's really exciting. Awesome. I look forward to following along. I'll pop your social links in the show notes as well. Go check out Remy's brand, Sunday Best Digital. She's got a beautiful brand online that I love following along. So thank you so much, Remy, for joining us today. As I said, I love your brand-led people-first approach to SEO. It's so important for business owners who are building brands from the heart, not just trying to pump out spam to their customers. So I love that you're helping brands to truly connect with their customers in meaningful ways. And that includes everything we talked about today in the AI world. It is scary for some business owners to navigate, but I look forward to following along the evolution of it, how business owners can use it to their advantage, but continue to build businesses that are built from the heart and strategically driven. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, Remy. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of Brand Chats. I'd love you to come over and say hey on Instagram at Darby Linden and leave a review on iTunes if you enjoyed the chat today. If you're interested in working with me in 2023, please jump onto my website and get in touch there. At the moment, there are three key ways to work with me. My signature one-on-one -on -one brand strategy projects for those of you who are ready to make big changes to your brand to see even bigger results this year. My brand therapy sessions for those of you who want to tackle a certain problem within your branding and marketing. Or you can work with me ongoing as your brand manager if you're ready to outsource completely. Thanks again and I will chat to you in the next episode.